on today's Daily Slab, we are talking about a surprise appearance from Michael Rubin, the owner of Fanatics. We are also going to be talking about uh, March Madness, a little recap of week one for March Madness, and a surprising Michael Jordan sale that happened this past week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Daily Slab. Welcome everyone to the Daily Slab. I am Nate and our trender for today is Michael Jordan, specifically a 1996 Bowman's Best Atomic PSA 10. Now this card is a pop 15, so it is a relatively rare card, Um, pretty nice looking card. But you'll notice on that trend that that shot up drastically, and that's because somebody paid an astronomical amount for it. We're talking $14,000 on a best offer. Now, if that seems crazy to you, well, compared to the last couple sales, it kind of is. Um, In fact, the last sale that happened in 2022, a year and a month ago, was almost $6,000 less, and the all-time high before this sale was $200 less. Of course, that all-time high happened in 2021, the middle of the sports card boom, and yet here we are in 2023. Cards have been trending down for the better part of a year, and yet this is selling for an all-time high. It just goes to show you that sometimes if you have a rare card like this, Pop 15, it's worth putting it up for your best buy it now best offer price and just waiting and seeing if somebody comes along and pops it for that price if they have to have it. If you put this on auction, I don't know if it does much better than the last sale of 8000 But because it's rare and because somebody had to have it, they spent $14,000 on it. You just never know who's going to come around and see your card, see how rare it is, and want to buy it. And so this is a shocking sale. A shocking that it set an all-time high. Shocking that it sold for $6,000 more than the last sale. And yet, part of it at least makes sense because it's so rare and because you never know what somebody else is willing to pay. In what's happening, the Chicago Sports Spectacular happened this past weekend. And Michael Rubin and his team made a surprise appearance. So, Michael Rubin, obviously you know him, owner of Fanatics. Mike Mahan, CEO of Fanatics Collectibles. Ken Turr, CMO of Fanatics Collectibles. Omar Wilkes. Head of Athlete Relations, Fanatics Collectibles, and Tucker Kane, Chief Strategy and Growth Officer for Fanatics, not Fanatics Collectibles, but Fanatics, all appeared in the video on Michael Rubin's page talking about the sport, Chicago Sports Spectacular. So let's check that out now. Hey, it's Michael Rubin. Hey, Mike Mayhem. This is Ted Turner. Omar Wilkes. Tucker Kane. Biggest takeaway from the Chicago Sports Spectacular, the passion of the fans. There's so much opportunity here to create a fan experience like no other. Biggest thing I think when I'm here is there's so many incredible sports fans. We have to do better, but we have to give them just the best possible experience. Bring more entertainment to this hobby. Bring a better experience for our collectors and our fans. This place is amazing. I can imagine what it could be you know, five, ten years from now, and that's what's really exciting. we got to do a better job bringing in uh, diverse human beings here, making it cooler. I know that's broad in general. Um, also, like, organization and layout. Uh, everything's kind of a free-for-all. Bring people closer to the athletes, bring people closer to the cards. A lot to do, a lot more to come. 
So there you have the video. Pretty cool, I would say. Uh, cool to see them there. You know, they show up to the Philly show. That's one thing. They show up halfway across the country in Chicago for this show. That's a whole nother thing. Shows me at least that they're willing to put in the groundwork to make this Fanatics acquisition and the new era of cards work. They're willing to show up to shows, put faces to names, and do the dirty work. And uh, especially for Michael Rubin, I mean, that dude's a multi, multi, multi billionaire. And he's there on the ground talking to card collectors and such. So very cool to see. Um, has me hopeful for the future. Obviously, change is sometimes scary. But um, if the owner of a multi-multi-multi-billion dollar company is willing to go to a local card show, that's a good sign that uh, they are not messing around and do want this thing to succeed. And then in what's happening again, we've got... March Madness, and so I don't really have any cards. There are Bowman University cards out there for a number of players that play in the tournament that you can find. Drew Timmy and Gonzaga beating TCU just the other night, and you can get his cards in Bowman University, amongst others. So there are cards you can find, but it was a crazy weekend. Uh, started with Fairleigh Dickinson beating num number 16, Fairleigh Dickinson, beating number one Purdue. Very embarrassing. Second number one seed to go down to a 16 seed in the history of the tournament. You also had 15 seed Princeton moving on to the Sweet 16 after they beat number two Arizona and number seven Mizzou. And you had number 13 Furman beat number four Virginia. And while that's not like shocking in and of itself, here's Virginia's last five years. 2023, lost in the first round. 2022, played in the NIT. 2021, number four seed, lost to number 13 Ohio seed Ohio in the first round. 2020, tournament canceled. 2019, they won the championship. 2018, lost to UMBC in the first round as a one seed. They were, of course, the second or the first one seed to lose to a 16 seed. That's one NIT, one championship, and three first round losses in the last five years along with a canceled championship that's tough if you are a virginia fan um and watching that not the what not what you want to see you'll of course take the championship but the embarrassment of the first round losses is uh it it grows old after a while i would imagine um outside of that blue bloods are gone duke losing in the second round kentucky losing in the second round kansas losing in the second round and UNC not making it. Of course, I am a Kansas Jayhawk fan. Bill Self was not on the sidelines. I feel as though we lost by one point. I feel like if Bill Self was there, and this is me trying to save face for my team, if Bill Self was there, I don't think we lose by one point, right? I think we win that game. So that's unfortunate to not have Bill Self there. But of course, health is the major concern, and long-term health is the concern. You don't want anything happening to Bill Self for the sake of coaching a game. So it is understandable that he was gone, and it would be understandable if he missed the entire tournament, um, which part of me was like, uh, he probably should. That being said, it was super frustrating. We missed multiple front ends of one and ones You make one of those, and you get a second shot at a free throw. You make that, you win the game. You make two of the front end of one and ones and you miss the other two free throws. You win the game, right? But we lost the game multiple missed free throws, multiple turnovers, bad turnovers, 
Uh, a lot of guys fouling out. Just tough, tough game uh, through and through. Unfortunate. Made me sad on Saturday. Made me a little bit grumpy on Saturday. I've had a few days to kind of relax and think it over. Still a little salty, but uh, I've decided that I didn't think the team was going to win the championship anyway, so it is what it is. But uh, I think I'm done with March Madness, so don't expect any more updates from me because I ain't watching anymore now that Kansas is out. All right, that is all I've got today. Thank you, everyone, for watching today's Daily Slab. If you enjoyed this video, please click that like button and the subscribe. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow for the next Daily Slab. See you, everyone.